up, everybody, and the big question of the day of last weekend, what is wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They, you know, took their second loss of the season. They're now three and two, a big 30-9 tough loss against Jacksonville. The questions are, what is wrong, what is wrong with the Steelers? And also, what is wrong with Ben Roethlisberger? We'll get all of that to you during this show. And obviously, it's just, it's not what you expected, obviously, to a team like Jacksonville, who hasn't been awful this season, but it's not what you expected out of a Steelers team, especially with their second home game of the season. They're at home, and they just got totally embarrassed at home. They're still in first place in the AFC North, so I guess is I guess it's a positive of last week, but you know, getting right into it, they struggled. The, the offense couldn't get much going. They, they they started the game, you know, quick three and out of Jacksonville, got the ball, long, big play, 49-yard pass to Antonio Brown, got the Steelers all the way into Jacksonville territory, but they got all the way into the red zone, and they came up with the Chris Boswell field goal. You know, Steelers started out 3 nothing. I believe Jacksonville, Ben score. I think I it was either I don't, I think I think it was the next drive. It was a Leonard Fournette, the short game, one or two yard touchdown, and the Steelers went down seven three. But obviously it was early. The Steelers could come back. wasn't too far fetched. But it's just some things that need to be fixed. <laughs> the one thing I I want to get into is I think it was the Steelers next. No, it was a couple possessions after that. Four halftime, Steelers are driving all the way down the field. And I might have got the, the, the couple things confused, but the Steelers are driving all the way down the field. I don't know. I'm not sure if the first second. It was an upsetting game, so whatever. I'm just going to harp on this one. Is that obviously, a lot of you guys saw this happen. When the Steelers drove all the way down the field, got all the way to the five-yard line. Le'Veon Bell was running well. Steelers' run game early was looking good. Obviously, the, the yards per run, yards per rush weren't looking so good for Bell towards the end of the game due to that five-yard loss towards the end as they ran so much in the shotgun, which I, oh, I talked about in the last show with Chris. I like when the Steelers use a lot of the eye formation with Roosevelt next ahead of Le'Veon Bell. We didn't see a ton of that. We only saw 15 carries out of Bell for 47 yards. Obviously, a little below four yards per carry. Before a couple of those short runs towards the end, he was over four yards carries. He wasn't doing bad. He had a couple good runs. He looked good in the first half from what I saw, at least. But the Steelers, the possession I'm talking about, get the ball, first down and goal. They're at the five-yard line. They they don't run the ball once. They do three pass plays, and that's it. The last one was horrific. Antonio Brown was way out of the end zone. Wasn't open. I, I don't. They you get you have Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in football, and you have a chance to give the ball to him four times, and you're at the five yard line. He's going to get in once. I don't even think it takes four times. But anyway, regardless of that, they got to the two yard line on third and goal. Put it in. I'm giving him two times. I'm going for that. I, I don't know if it was seven three or three. No, I, I'm not even totally sure honestly right now. But you give Le'Veon Bell the ball in that situation. He punches it in the end zone. He's, he's going to do That's what he does. That's what he does. His job, he, he was disappointed. He was upset. As we heard yesterday, thought the Steelers should have ran the ball much more. I thought they should have, too. 
that you come to the game and you see that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the number one pass defense in the NFL and the number 32 run defense in the NFL. That's last. Maybe if they didn't know. I, I, I'm confused on some of the game planning. You, you run 35 times with Le'Veon Bell against Baltimore. It works. They did say that they planned to run most of the time. And then the same, their game plan, their game plan for week five was apparently passing. As we saw, 55 passes, five for interceptions, two were pick six. Why, why are the Steelers running the ball with Le'Veon Bell 15 times? I mean, I can see in certain situations, if you're playing something the opposite, number one run defense and 30-second pass defense, you throw the ball a lot, get the ball in the end zone. When you're facing a defense that is that bad against the run, and their, their pass defense has locked QBs up this year. They've locked receivers up. Obviously, A.B. still had a big game, 10 catches, 157 yards. He's still going to do his thing either way. Even if Ben's throwing five guys in front of him, throwing a pick. But it's just, I'm, I'm confused with the game planning as much as a lot of you guys out there. The preparation for teams like Chicago, teams like Jacksonville. Even though Jacksonville, credit where credit's due, they are first place still in the AFC South at 3-2. and two. But it's just confusing. That, that's a team they should beat at home, especially. And now we got to go into the number one team in the NFL on the road, 5-0 and oh, Kansas City Chiefs. Honestly, I, I, I didn't expect a Steelers loss, but I definitely knew it was possible based on the Chicago game. And, and, and a lot of it reminded me of that. I, I believe Mike Glennon for Chicago when the Steelers lost to them had 101 yards passing. Blake Bortles had 95. The teams that beat the Steelers don't even need a quarterback. They, they run the ball and run the ball. When the Steelers needed stops towards the in, in the fourth quarter, I believe they trailed. It was after a couple of pick sixes. They, yeah, they trailed twenty to nine, I believe. Or, yeah, it was twenty to nine at the time, and they ran the ball seventeen times in a row. No passes. Blake Bortles had eight completions. He was eight of fourteen for ninety-five yards. I don't even remember the last pass play he did. <laughs> I don't even remember what it. I, I think he completed most of his passes on one drive. I, I think it was the scoring drive. Maybe it was the drive on Chasey Earth. No, that wasn't. But most of his passes were completed on one drive, I believe. He only eight completions, 95 yards, 17 straight runs to start the fourth quarter. They wasted about eight minutes, like at the seven to eight, seven and a half to eight minutes of clock to start the fourth quarter. That's something the Steelers got to work on. The run defense has been very questionable at times, obviously against Chicago. Obviously, this week. This week wasn't okay. The, the running totals, he had 180. Leonard Porter had 180 something rushing yards, but he did break out that 90 yard touchdown run. The game was already sealed. I think there was under two minutes left, or maybe just a little above that. He had a 90 yard touchdown run, which is still unacceptable. Shadow, something that shouldn't happen, whether they're down 23 to 9 or not. It's first half Leonard Fournette, they, they, they had him held in check. He obviously scored a touchdown, a two-yard touchdown, but they had him held in check. But then just, I guess Mike Tomlin referred it to today, was popcorn. They got to stop the popcorn rush defense. I don't know. So I don't know if that's a new occurring thing that he says, but a little more than that in the second half at least. 
I, I understand what he means. A couple of those big, you know, they get the big chunks every now and then. But in the fourth quarter, when they started running all over 17 straight plays, it's just obviously it's got to be annoying for them too. It's annoying for the fans, obviously too. Obviously for them, it's got to be too. It's just they got they got to be expecting the run. Well, they ran it 10 times in a row. They're not going to do it the 11th. Like they have to. I, I don't know. Obviously, I hope this team gets back on track. They're still in first place. This division obviously isn't as strong this year. Baltimore did win against an Oakland team that's really struggling. They were even struggling when Carr was playing, but now they had E.J. Manuel playing this weekend. So, obviously, Ravens pretty much pull out an easy win. Ravens didn't look good when we played them. Cincinnati's starting to look better, though. So, I, I would be, honestly, I think Cincinnati might be the best competition in the division. Obviously, the Browns are awful. Browns are awful. Ravens are so-so, but not very good. I didn't think the Bengals were good, obviously, being in the year, but they're coming back. I think that's a team that really could compete with the Steelers. I still think the Steelers are winning the division. I know some people out there are overreacting and, you know, saying 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, that's ridiculous. They're not going to finish that low. This only happens against bad teams, it seems like. If you look at the schedule, Steelers got some pretty good teams coming up. But they said, you see, yeah, you got to look at it through the middle of the year. They got Kansas City this week. Obviously, late in the season, they got the Patriots. They have Houston, who isn't too bad. They're 2-3, and three, but they're not too bad. But they did just lose J.J. Watt for the season. Play, they play, they don't play Oakland. Well, they play Detroit. They play Green Bay. Lots of teams coming up for Pittsburgh. Obviously, those games are a little later in the season. But they have a stretch of a lot of primetime games where they play those teams. But honestly, for as upset, how upset I was, and obviously all the fans, I still think this team's going to win on Sunday. They play at 425 in Kansas City at Arrowhead. I still think this team's going to win the game. They do this. Uh, it, it would have been nice to see Kansas City, you know, lose to Houston. Obviously, they beat them by a good amount. Obviously, Houston scored late in the game to think. I think they lost 42 to 34 or something. Because it would have been nice to, you know, them to be up only a game. The Steelers would obviously go over them beat first in the AFC. But it's one game at a time. I think that Steelers will be their first loss. <laughs> Honestly, I projected the Steelers to win. Obviously, if they win Sunday against Kansas City, I project them to go 6-0 and already. But things happen. It happens every year. And the Steelers are a second-half team. Uh, they were 4-5 and five last year, and they won the last seven of the regular season. Yeah. I think the last loss they had last year was to Dallas when they they had, they had that game. But they're a second-half team. Their division's not great. They're still in first, 3-2. and two. A lot of time ahead. 11 more games. A lot of time. A lot of good teams come up in that span. Steelers know how to play postseason football, especially when that time comes, December, November, December. The Steelers will get it going. While they're starts getting cold, Steelers will be ready to play. I I know they will. I got, I got full confidence. And I have full confidence to beat Kansas City. The past few years, Steelers have had Kansas City's number. I think the only times Kansas City really beat them is when Landry Jones started. And I, I think the Steelers should have won that game. They ended up blowing. But 
that with Landry Jones. The Steelers have had their number. Obviously, they're not going to – Kansas City's offense has been way too good this year. Obviously, Kareem Hunt, something they really need to harp on and really need to stop. Obviously, Kareem Hunt being probably the number one back, obviously all-purpose yards and rushing yards in the NFL so far this season. And Alex Smith is no longer that game manager that he's been at. It took him 13 years, but now he's throwing the ball deep down the field. Thinking things happen. Tyree Kill, playmaker. Sarkandrick West, even a good running back behind Hunt. It's crazy. Hunt wasn't even supposed to start. That was supposed to be Spencer Ware until he was out for the season, getting hurt in the preseason. It's going to be a tough matchup, and it can't be an all-field goal game. And it's the 18 to six. I think it was 18. Yeah, 18 to 16 win over Kansas City in the AFC divisional round last year. We've relied on Chris Boswell too much. Last game, we didn't even score a touchdown. We've been relying on Boswell too much. Obviously, we'll take the points we can get out of him, but we want him to kick extra points. We want to get in the end zone so we can just hit the one. We'll take the three when we need, though. Three for the win, we'll take it. But we need more ends, more touchdowns. We're not scoring in the red zone. It's been kind of, like we've kept saying, weeks, week in, week out. Steelers haven't played well this year. Even in their wins, they haven't played amazing, which we talked about last week. Steelers haven't been playing their best football, and they, they've won two matchups by 17-plus, one against the division rival Baltimore Ravens, who was one of the tougher competition so far. It, it, it's it's going to be enough. It's, the Steelers are going to be fine, and I think as long as Ben starts getting together, which, honestly, the comment that he made after the game I mean, did scare me. He did say it, like, jokingly a little bit, but maybe I just don't have it anymore, obviously. Probably annoyed with the reporters' questions about it and stuff. He's had a rough game through five picks. That was most in his career. And he talked about today on his radio show. Uh, we, we liked the conversation. We, he, there was no controversy caused. A lot of people were on him because of that because Hines was actually on him because Hines did say that Ben, I first thought today that Ben didn't like to be criticized when he was a younger guy in the locker room. He was criticizing AB, obviously. He's, obviously, he, he criticizes the young. Obviously, AB's not too young. He's like 29 years old. He has criticized younger guys before. Obviously, Bell holding out, stuff like that. He said Ben didn't like it when he was younger. But also, it was good to see that, obviously, no more controversy. There wasn't really much. He kind of like, there was little, maybe thought there was back and forth between AB and Ben. Everything is good. Nothing's, nothing's bad between them. Ben pretty much said today that he. He, he's, a, he's still the competitor. There's no need to worry. He knows that when he wakes up in the morning, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's one of the best in the game to do it. And he, he's still, he's still going to be good. He, he's going to be fine, though it looks real bad. And the season hasn't been great so far for him. Six touchdowns in five games. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I think it gets better, as I've been saying, in the second half of the season. He's been a second-half quarterback, too. Just like the Steelers are a second-half football team, Big Ben's a second-half quarterback. And I believe he does get things going eventually. It, it can't last forever. It's going to, you know, I think maybe the next couple of weeks might be good for Ben. This is going to be a make-or-break week, I think. Against Kansas City, we will see. 
maybe a breakout game out of Ben, which I thought they would be against Jacksonville, but this is a game that he needs to perform. The Steelers are reliant. Everybody's reliant. This is, this is his career. This could be his last year. The Steelers really got to invest in that. They have to pay attention to the end. It will Ben stay? Based on what he's doing, he might be out. I like that he's still, he's still got a competitor. And he said, if I, if, I, if I didn't care, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be so upset about that loss against Jackson today. So it's good to hear that out of Ben. Obviously still the competitive Ben that we love and we know. Another news in Steelers news, Ben Roethlisberger, he did say also on his radio show that he expects Eli Rogers to get back into uniform this weekend against Kansas City, which I'm looking forward to. I think the Justin Hunter experiment is over. I think he only had one or two catches. Yeah, I think he had one last week. I'm not sure. I think he had one against Baltimore, too. But Justin Hunter didn't do much. Obviously, they were looking for more, another deep down the deep down the field threat. But it just wasn't, I guess it wasn't the answer for Pittsburgh. Obviously, I could not doing much in it. I really don't think Eli really got much of a chance this year. I, I thought I thought based on last year, Eli Rogers had a big season. Obviously, Martavis Bryant was out. So, obviously, with Bryant coming back this year, it, it was tough for Eli. He had established that slot role. But after drafting Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round this year, people were confused on that. And he's pretty much solidified that second or the third receiver, the slot guy. And he's been playing well. Juju had a good game last game. Juju's been playing well. I like the, what I've seen out of him. But I'd like to see Eli suit up. Though. I feel like he had a bad game against Chicago. It wasn't that he, he, he must have punt, obviously. It wasn't we wanted. A.B. took over. And didn't have a great game, obviously, on the offensive side. But one game, I don't think Maker breaks you. He had some big games at some big spots last year. One I can think of the most is against Baltimore for that AFC North title catches against them. Eli, you know, he he did a lot for this team last year, and I think he can still do a lot for this team this year, so I, I want to see him back in uniform. We expect to see him this weekend against Kansas City, and I think it's going to be a big matchup. I, I honestly wish it was a Sunday night matchup, but it's probably the game of the week since it's a 425 game. But it's going to be a tough game. Steelers got to fight. Defense got to get get it together, especially got to get like Kareem Hunt, Cam Hayward. Got to get back to the dominant form he's been all season. I think Cam Hayward's a Pro Bowler. I think he's almost an All Pro, but I think he's at least a Pro Bowler this year, along with Ryan Chazier. Let's look at the positives last game. Obviously, one Chris Boswell, three or three on field goals. But Ryan Chazier, proving he's still one of the best linebackers in the NFL. What a pick! <laughs> They get, the, they get the receiver down. He's laying on top of Vince Williams. Ryan Chazier just rips it out of his hands. It feels like Ryan Chazier is always around the ball at all times. Sometimes he does over-pursue plays. That's why some missed tackles of his happen. But he's always all over the ball. What a fast guy. He's always ripping to the ball. I feel like he's around every single fumble recovery, everything like that. He stripped it out of his hands on Sunday, took it right away from – the Jacksonville receiver, I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Lewis. Not sure, but there was a great great play by Shazier. That was the end of the half, and the Steelers brought it all the way down. Got three to end the half. Made a seven six at halftime. Steelers on. They did take a 9-7 lead after that. But 
I think that's when the when I was talking about before the Le'Veon Bell when they got inside. I think that they started yeah they started off with the ball in the second half and they ended up getting three and going up nine seven. So it was actually after it was in the second half. But I think Shazier Hayward are going to continue to make plays. And obviously they have to. We they got the key guys on this team. Stephon to it. They got they have playmakers, and they're going to need these guys to contribute if they want to win these games. And it's going to be it's going to be tough. I, I I don't expect it to be easy for Pittsburgh, especially with the opponents they have coming up. Obviously, I said they did struggle against teams that they kind of sometimes play lower to the level of them. Trap games, people say. I believe in them. If you look at the schedule, there isn't a ton left, so I kind of kind of helps out a little bit. I kind of like that. But all in all, tough games. So either way, Steelers got to play hard. They have to prepare for every opponent just the same. Play as hard as they they, they will. Cause they're going against the number one team in football right now. Kansas City Chiefs have been amazing this year. As long as they can just keep just grinding it out every day. Just keep grinding and grinding. And the Steelers are going to win this football game. They're going to win plenty of football games this year. You know, I, I'm going to keep – I might have to drop one game, but I want to stick by the 12-4 and four prediction. I might have to drop to 11-5 and five just because there's only a two-game loss gap there. But I, I want to stick by 12-4. I think this team can get it together as long as Roethlisberger – I think Roethlisberger's been struggling, but I think he gets it together. Hopefully this Kansas City. And I think once – you know, the the pass defense is into that. Obviously, they weren't tested much last week with the run defense. Once that gets fully figured out, because one game it looks good, one game it looks awful, one game it's back and forth. Once everything can get established, the Steeler team is going to be dangerous. They're going to figure it out. This is going to be a playoff team. I hope they can make it farther than last year. We all can hope. And then once that happens, everybody can forget about what happened these past couple of games. We'll think of last year. They, there's a couple of games that come to mind last year. They lost to the Miami Dolphins last year. Obviously, Miami made the playoffs. But Miami got lucky along the way. But they lost a tough one there. They lost to Baltimore last year. Ross lost to Baltimore. There's a couple of games. They just, you know, flat out bad last year. And that's what just happened this year. But it's still early in the season. I feel like later in the season, and the Steelers keep getting big wins, like I expect them to. All this will be forgotten about. A lot of this nonsense. The Le'Veon Bell holdouts, the Antonio Brown cooler, the Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's done. I, I don't know. I think a lot of it's going to get figured out, and it, it's going to have to happen soon, at least next couple of weeks. So going forward, dude, they can beat Kansas City would be huge. And it would prove that I think winning this week will prove everybody, you know, different, especially if the Steelers can do it with a bang, if they can score early and get effective, you know, when they get in the red zone, get a touchdown. Kansas City's a tough team. Steelers got to do whatever they got to do to win. Obviously, they have to kick field goals to win. They got to do it. I don't think it's going to happen. Kansas City's offense has been too good this year. But they're going to have to do that. I mean, Deshaun Watson threw five touchdowns against Kansas City. Obviously, a couple late in the game that really didn't matter. But he's a rookie. Big Ben's a, what, 14-year vet now? He's got to do some things this weekend against Kansas City.
Steelers won. They get in that game, win that game. He's got to figure it out. Defense got to figure out Kareem Hunt. He's watching him run. He he runs wild. He's so got a lot of good things to look for this weekend. And just make sure, fix, figure, figure, you know, the passing game as well because they haven't really played a tough quarterback yet. Alex Smith, you, you wouldn't expect him to be a too tough quarterback, but this year he's been great. It took a, like I said, it took him 13 years, and he's finally throwing the ball down the field. So we're actually going to get a chance to see what Hayden, you know, really going to look like. Artie Burns, he, he, Artie Burns has been struggling on that run defense too. So hopefully he gets that together. He should. He, he played the he played the, the thing is he played the run real well last year. So that, it's been you know a question mark. But he struggled. This year, Sean Davis sometimes, you know, Steelers, when they get those third and longs, he needs to stop those, you know, 25-yard passes on like a third and 20. Just little things like that. The Steelers can figure that out. As long as that's the case, I will stand by my prediction of 12-4 and four or 11-5. and five. They might drop one more along that path. Those tough teams they play, like I said, second-half team, they're going to get done. And, again, Thanks, everybody, for listening. I did kind of rant a little bit. You're going to always rant, especially in a no-touchdown game scored for your team, a 30-9 loss to a team that it does not have a better roster. The Steelers have one of the most balanced. They haven't played balanced. They pass all one game and they run all the other. They have one of the most balanced, you know, based on receivers, running backs, Tight ends, defense. They have one of the one of the best rosters in football. You have Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eli Rogers. A lot of good things for the Steelers team. And I actually want to shout out before you know we go. I, I got I actually got a little close with towards the end of the preseason. Yeah, he was, he played center a little bit for us. He's I think he's an offensive tackle or guard. But he plays all around the line. He play, he was with the Steelers in preseason. Obviously, didn't make the team. But Ethan Cooper, he just signed with the New York Giants practice squad. So congrats to Ethan. Yeah, I, I talked to him a lot. He was supposed to come on this show, and I might still bring him on now. I'm, I'm happy for him. Signed with getting the opportunity with the Giants. Hopefully, that pans out. Hopefully, he can get to the 53-man roster. So shout out to Ethan. Hope you're listening, man. But again, thank you guys for listening the Steeler Nation podcast, and congrats to Santonio Holmes for officially retiring and retiring as a Pittsburgh Steeler today. He did it earlier at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can check out our previous interview with him on SteelerNation.com on the SN podcast section, or you can go to Blog Talk Radio, obviously, slash SN podcast. Go on iTunes, search Steeler Nation podcast, and go on YouTube. It's everywhere. You can check out, just look up the Santonio Holmes interview. You'll find it. He did discuss with us that he was going to retire on 1010. Obviously, he had the sickle cell awareness event tonight. It was, yeah, it was the bowling event. That we were supposed to get out there, and obviously, you got to sign up, you know, a little late. So I hope everything went well there. So it looked like a good time. I saw they had live on the Pittsburgh Steelers Snapchat story Santonio Holmes, Brett Kiesel. Arthur Moats, Roosevelt Nix. A lot of guys were out there. I wasn't sure if I saw Shazier on there, too. But a lot of guys were out there, and it looked like a great time. Total Sports Enterprises was out there. They, they kind of 
helped set up the event with Santonio. They're, they got really close relations with him. He's, like, he's one of their clients. And it, it looked like a great time. And congrats to Santonio, especially retiring Steelers. No matter what happened, obviously he was amazing with the Steelers. He will be always remembered for one of the best Steelers catches in all time. He may even be remembered for the best Steelers catch of all time if the immaculate reception didn't happen. Without that, it's probably the Steelers' best catch of all time. But nevertheless, it's top three. I think it's second, obviously. Super Bowl MVP, there's only six, and he's one of them. He's with all Hall of Famers in that. But he, I, I loved him with Pittsburgh. Obviously, it didn't go the way we expected it towards the end. He, he got a, you know, a short suspension to start the next season after that Super Bowl year and was cut by Pittsburgh. They really didn't you know, take that then. I'm glad everything with them got, you know, the relations got back together, even though it ended on like a not, not too high of a note. I'm glad he retired as a Steeler. He loves the city of Pittsburgh, like he said. I love talking to him. We should see him soon. He, he It seems like he's always at uh, Jerome Bettis after the Steeler home game. So he's always out there. Make sure you check. We're always uh, on Steeler away games. We're usually always at Jerome Bettis. So if you ever want to link up with us, talk to us on Twitter, tweet us at Steeler Nation. Obviously, our Instagram at SteelerNation.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just go on Facebook on the search bar, type in SteelerNation.com. Check out all of our work on SteelerNation.com. We got, obviously, a new site uh, template out there. You guys can all see. We did set up a while ago, but it looks really nice now. And congrats to one of our guys, Chris Mueller. He's just been named Pitt in men's basketball for DK Sports. He's now a beat writer for them. So congrats to him on getting promoted to that position. And again, you've been listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. And right before we go, we actually we said last week on the show that we were supposed to have Mike Hilton live today. Things kind of spurred out for today. So we will officially be joined by him live in the studio next Tuesday. And hopefully that will honestly be better because hopefully we're looking at a win over the Kansas City Chiefs, giving them their first loss, and the Steelers are really hype about it. And that'd be nice to see. Mike Hill, man, obviously it would be cool to see him today. There's a tough loss against Jacksonville. Look to rebound this week against Kansas City. We'll see Mike Hilton then. Glad that he, took the, he can take the time with us. And again, you can listen to the Steel Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Have a good night, everyone. Cannot change